Removal of Approval by Knowledge the Word Smith. The FDA lies investigate their big pharma ties created in the early 20th century, but they have a shady history. The COVID jab approved in all 51 states. The problem is the FDA is funded by the very people it regulates. They approved a COVID jab that doesn't prevent disease. Close to 45% of their budget comes from these user fees that companies pay when they apply for approval of a drug or medical device. Hopefully that made you think twice. The COVID jab has caused death throughout the nation, yet it's approved by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Food and Drug Administration. What are they doing? Their budget comes from people they're reviewing? Oh, they're going to get their karma. 65% of their budget comes from Big Pharma. They're living a lie. How can you regulate an industry you've been funded by? This new way to fund the FDA began in the 90s, please. Their reliance on the funding has increased. Now they've approved a COVID jab that has left 45,000 plus deceased. We're going to have to deal with vaccine passes. It all started in the 80s when AIDS created fear amongst the masses. Fauci cooking up some nasties in their vials. People upset about how long it took to do experimental trials. AIDS playing on people's worst fears. Typical approval time was three to eight years. The 80s AIDS virus caused many distress. Congress in the 80s sped up the drug approval process. This should make you feel ill. Instead of the FDA being taxpayer funded, the new setup had drug companies fitting the bill. So pharma producing drugs to fight disease, the FDA now had to provide approval dates that would satisfy the drug companies. The FDA has a flaw. They put black box warnings on 26% of the drugs they approved before. What's that betting the percentage will increase even more? FDA, sit and spin and park it. Years later, a park of your approved drugs will be taken off the market. Drugs that are damaging, serious side effects that require warnings on the packaging. Have I woken you from your slumber? It gets worse. A quarter is a generous number. The truth now hopefully you finally see. Researchers at the Yale School of Medicine say their number is one in three. You heard? That's a third. That's absurd. Word. What do they have to say? Who's working now in a high-paying pharma jobs? 27% of the regulars, regulators in the FDA. This shit has been going on for years. FDA regulators looking out for their own careers. Did their kids need braces? Doing what they could to stay in Big Pharma's good graces? They need appraising. The contacts they made to get their jobs is also eye-raising. It will come to light. Their reasons. Fancy lunches at conferences and places like the Four Seasons. Watch how they stay. Drug manufacturers pay reps thousands of dollars to mingle with regulators in the FDA. Wait a minute, wait a moment. What's all this about enriched enrollment? Drug companies able to weed out subjects that have adverse drug effects, reasons to stress. It speeds up the approval process 
Yes, it does matter. It makes the drug look more effective in the data. They, the weeded out, do they include many a fatality? Big Pharma pays for the trials, so there's a question of impartiality. Something you probably didn't know, the drug only has to be better than a placebo. Pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer making a payment to the FDA's physician advisor and all of us none the wiser. Oh, I've got more for you. So far, you've only had the appetizer. The panel has to reveal any conflict of interest, but it seems that issue is never addressed. Of 107 physician advisors looked into, 40 were naughty. Up to 10,000 gifted by pharma to research support. We need to take these advisors to court. Oh, it gets better, the big fix. Out of the 107, $100,000 was given to 26. More than $1 million was given to six. The public got these drugs with a feeling of gratitude, not knowing the story that 93% of the bribes came from drug companies the advisors had previously reviewed. The FDA were paid to halt the drugs from Big Pharma's competition. All of y'all are headed for the road to perdition. I can safely make this statement. It's no wonder that harmful drug effects are found in more than 30%. A government body that is supposed to be beneficial. Oops, went too far. Let me back up again. <laughs> Hit the wrong. This is a very long poem. Oh my goodness, where was I? Okay, back up, back up. Okay, found in more than 30%. A government body that is supposed to be beneficial, but Big Pharma successfully bribed many an official. We will all lose unless we eliminate these avenues. We need to eliminate those who claim to regulate. We don't deserve this. It's illegal to trade on your government service. Regulators sold out because Big Pharma offered a better job. It's equivalent to somebody investigating the mob and then working for the mob. The FDA has a flaw. This government body has a revolving door. Dr. Redfield, former director of the CDC, during the AIDS crisis, he worked for the military. I can safely make this statement. Big Pharma reaches all levels of government. Thalidomide caused quite a bit of consultation, consternation. It's a lesson in safety for the Food and Drug Administration. The world in a state of hysteria. Children born with a drug-induced side effect. Phacomelia. These are the facts and they should appall. Children born with shortened limbs or none at all. It gives me the chills. Thalidomide was marketed to a world hooked on tranquilizers and sleeping pills. One out of seven Americans took them regularly. After the release of thalidomide came tragedy. It first entered the German market in 1957 as an over-the-counter remedy based on the maker's claims of safety. Knowing what we know now, it's kind of wild that they advertise their product as completely safe for everyone, including mother and child even during pregnancy. By 1960, it was marketed in its 46th country. Some of you may not have heard of this, but around this time, Australian obstetrician, Dr. William McBride discovered that the drug also 
alleviated morning sickness. The beginning of the end, he started recommending this off-label use of the drug to his pregnant patients, setting a worldwide trend. I don't know what to say. This is still a common practice in many countries today. In 1961, McBride noticed severe birth defects in the babies he delivered, and he made the association. He came to that realization. The drug was flawed. Germany linked with the year 1961, reporting 161 babies adversely affected by thalidomide. But these facts have been ignored. The knowledge has been dropped. Distribution was eventually stopped. In July of 1962, the American press and John F. Kennedy praised their heroine. FDA Inspector Francis Kelsey wish we had her now to deal with Bill Gates. She prevented the drug's approval within the United States. 1962 had its share of Pfizer's. She did this despite pressure from the pharmaceutical companies and FDA supervisors. There were only con- they were only concerned about their pockets getting fatter, but she felt that the application for thalidomide contained incomplete and insufficient data. FDA inspector Francis Kelsey felt this was insufficient data in its effectiveness and safety. Among her concerns was the lack of data indicating whether the drug would cross the placenta where it began to enter. We have to wonder what they cook up in their vials. She was also concerned that there were not any results available from U.S. clinical trials. Even if the data was available, it may have not been entirely reliable. I know this ain't right. At the time, clinical trials did not require FDA approval, nor were they subject to oversight. At the time, the clinical trials of thalidomide involved distributing more than two and a half million tablets to 20,000 patients across the nation. This didn't require approval from the Food and Drug Administration. Reading this, I was filled with rage. Amongst the 20,000 patients, 207 were pregnant and 3,760 of them were of childbearing age. Reading this, I'm sure you would bug more than 1,000 physicians participated in these trials. Oh, reading this, I'm sure you would bug. More than 1,000 physicians participated in these trials, but few tracked their patients after dispensing the drug. This kind of slackness continues to this day. The tragedy surrounding thalidomide and Kelsey's wise refusal to approve the drug helped motivate profound changes in the FDA. Legislators tightened restrictions surrounding the surveillance and approval process by passing the Kefauver-Harris Drug Amendments Act in 1962 for drugs sold in the U.S., requiring that manufacturers prove they are both safe and effective instead of jacked up and defective. This is what the Amendments Act in 1962 did, a procedure that had to be followed before they were marketed. Many mothers shed many tears drug approval is supposed to take between 8 to 12 years. FDA regulators need arresting. I wish they could speak the ferrets that were involved in COVID um, animal testing. Knowledge has been dropped. 
Provax supporters find out why animal testing was stopped, integrity dissipated, human clinical trials are no longer tightly regulated. Despite the harmful effects, the FDA still approves thalidomide for two uses to this very day. The treatment of Hansen's disease, aka leprosy, and a chemotherapeutic agent for patients with multiple myeloma purposes for which it was prescribed off-label originally. So thalidomide still distributed. Seems nobody gives a damn. The dispensing of it is regulated by STEPS, the System for Thalidomide Education and Prescribing Safety Program. The STEPS program designed by Kelgine Pharmaceuticals and carried out in pharmacies where thalidomide prescriptions are filled, educates all, all patients who receive thalidomide about potential risks, which I'm sure leaves them less than thrilled. Thalidomide is also associated with a high occurrence of blood clots. There's the link with the COVID shots. Also, blood disorders and disorders of the nerve. If you take it after being informed, you get what you deserve. Reckon I'm a star, dropping the knowledge there's a Northwestern University pharmacovigilance team, research on adverse drug events and reports, reports, radar, R-A-D-A-R. They're definitely doing something good. They launched a joint project with the Walgreens Pharmacy at Northwestern Memorial Hospital so that these side effects could be monitored and understood. They could teach a thing or two to the FDA physicians. Radar disseminates information about adverse drug reactions to cancer drugs and is led by Dr. Charles Bennett of the Feinberg School of Medicine, combines the expertise of clinicians, academics, pharmacists, and statisticians. (laughs) Not saying that one right. Disseminating information This process within the FDA is abused. Their project tracks the number of patients who got a blood clot after receiving thalidomide, and if so, which drug was used. This kind of diligence should have been practiced with COVID shots. Tracking the information helps researchers better identify the incidence and and prevention of thalidomide-associated blood clots. Thalidomide caused many a deformity. In the 60s, most women just took what their doctors gave them unquestioningly. These doctors faking, many people didn't even know what they were taking. In Switzerland, it was legally forbidden to give medicinal drugs to pregnant women because they might harm the baby. Consequently, this law prevented thalidomide in their country. FDA Inspector Francis Kelsey passed away in 2015. For sure, she would have blocked the COVID vaccine.